Good morning, Barashus Lavimori. We're at the top of, right at the top of Memo Mazadav. Sort of new sugi now. Omar Rav. We're going to talk now about the, the uh, once a person has made Hamoitzi, if there's a necessity to speak, does that pose a problem? So Omar Rav says Rav. As we know, obviously, between, in fact, before that, b- b- between uh, washing, and uh, between washing and uh, making amotzi, so our there the taka machleks rishonim about whether a person is allowed to speak. Obviously, we're used to the uh, the idea that one doesn't speak between uh, between washing and hamotzi. Uh, Anyone who who is familiar with uh, with taimanim will know. And I mean yeshiva days, they sit there speaking away until they make hamotzi, because that 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 was the shift of the Ramam. The Ramam holds that a person can speak between washing and making hamotzi. And just uh, before we start, one of the very significant, one of the very significant halachas which comes out of that is if a person goes to be excused, so um, and then he's going to wash, so he's got a, a little bit of a shayla. What does he do about ashayotza? Because if people wash their hands, people who are makpid, let's say when they when, after being excused, they wash they wash their hands with a coast, let's say, which makes it re- that makes the problems really m- m- much uh, more pronounced. So he washes his hands, says ashayotza. He now can't wash his hands for the suda. It'll be a brachal of atzolah. His hands, he knows they're clean. So uh, what the eitzah brought is another eitzah, but w- w- one of the eitzahs brought is that he should wash, make hamitzil asudayim, and then before saying hamitzil, he says ashiyotza. Ah, you're not allowed to speak in between. The answer is, but in, in that in that situation, we rely on the rama. We rely on the rama that a person can speak. There is another eitzah that happens, and that is just uh, as an aside, and that is that a person just washes his hands without a clean. This thing of washing your hands three times, that is brought. To wash your hands three times after, after using the bathroom, yes, that's brought. But with a kli, I think there's about one mukurfa. I mean, I'm sure after that there's more, but it's, uh, take a look at the Mishnah Burra. It's mentioned with a kli, washing your hands three times. But the, the, the main thing is that those who are mukurfa, it's washing three, hands, uh, washing three times. That's, I believe, what Rav Shlomo Zalman used to do as well. When I say this, just putting your hands under the tap three times. Yeah, when a, when a person washes their hands, they're not supposed to speak. Once you've washed your first hand, you're not supposed to speak. The bracha is very some mitzvahs, so you're not allowed to speak in between. But that, that's all with regard to between al Asadaim and Hamotzi. Between Hamotzi and the, and the eating itself, that's much more, uh, much more of a problem. Omar Rav, Tol Baruch, Tol Baruch. If a person says, he says to the people sitting around, take, take from the, uh, he makes hamlets and he says, look, take, eat from the, eat from the uh, prosa. Eat from it. He doesn't need, and he hasn't yet eaten. He doesn't have to make a new bracha. Because clearly, that is l'tzorech, the, uh, not just l'tzorech, so that's actually l'tzorech, the, the actual bracha, the, the hamlets he has made. But if he says, hovi melach, hovi lifton, bring some salt, Bring some, uh, lift on his uh, relish, something to accompany the bread. Because remember, in those days, the bread was very tasteless. They needed something to give it a bit of a, a bit of a sweet taste, or in the case of Melech, to give it some taste. So he says, bring that, Sarah That there's no justification to say. And a person would have to make a new bracha before eating the bread. Rabbi Yechonon says, no. Afiru havio melech, havio lift on, nami. Even if he says, bring salt, bring some radish, bring something like that to, 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 uh, to improve the taste of the food, Nami in Tarek you also don't need to make a new bracha, because that's got Tarek Soda. But if he were to say, Gevil Ture, um, knead up, not knead up, needs the, uh, in other words, prepare the food for the, for, the, um, for the oxen. And the way they used to say is they'd put water and bran together, prepare that for the oxen. Gevil Ture, Tarek Lavarech, he'd have to make a new bracha. Because that's not intrinsically connected to the su'udah. Whereas for Rav Sheshit, someone Rav Sheshit says, it most definitely is. Because even for that you don't have to make a new bracha. Also, it's forbidden for a person to eat before he gives the food to his animal. As it says, And then, and only then, 
First, I will give the Asaph, the Sadduch of Hevtech, I'll give the food for your animals in the field. And only thereafter, the Akhalta of Salat, are you allowed to eat and be satisfied. So therefore, it is most definitely intrinsically connected to your Sa'udah. Because if you don't feed your animals, you, you, you yourself are not allowed to eat. There's a Sefer Chassidim which says, the Mogin Abram brings, says it's Dafka eating. Drinking, the human being comes first. We learn that from, from Rivka with the camels where she said, You drink and then I'll give to your, your camels to, to drink. I'm not sure if everyone agrees with that, but that's what the Sefer Chassidim says. But our Koponim, we pass and I call of this. Anything which has a Torah for the Su'udah, anything whatsoever, a person would, uh, if he said it between Amoti and eating, he would not have to make a new bracha. Says Tosfus, Why do I have to make a new bracha? Because there's Hesachadas. There's a, a mind shift when once you start speaking, there's an automatic Hesachadas. Your mind is taken off the bracha at hand. This is what we say in the third parak of Menachos. If between putting on one, the Tzfilah Shayyad and the Tzfilah Shoresh, a person speaks, he has to make the bracha again. Now what exactly that means is a Machalik Tzfilah Because remember, some people only make one bracha on the Tzfilah. Tzfardim, I think. It's a Machalik Tzfilah how many brachas you make. So, um... So the summary shenim say you only make one bracha, and the second bracha only comes in if you speak in between. According to others, no, like we do, we make we make two brachas, and I think if you speak, you'd have to make the first bracha again. But our component, if a person speaks between one tefill and the other, the alocha is he has to make a bracha again. The chain alocha and so too is the alocha. In sach bein berkas hamoti la achila, if a person speaks between making hamoti and eating. Uvein berkas kiddush lishtiyah, or between making the bracha on kiddush and drinking, sorech lachter levorech a person has to make the bracha again. Ilav milsa d'shaychelis uda, unless it's something which has got a connection to the suuda, kamoi like tol baruch, take and eat from the from the from the bed of hamaytzi. V'chein b'shchita so too with shchita, sorech lachter levorech a person would have to make another bracha. Ilav mimulsa de shchita, unless it's to do with the shchita. Kamo, for example, like, Ha'oid Yosef Behemis, are there more animals between the golem or chickens? Lishko to shecht. Oisha Yomau, he says, Echoiz heitev, hold the animal well, shele yishomit, lecha, so it shouldn't slip, shele tiposal ashchita, so that the shchita shouldn't become parcel. In such a case, Ainzu Afsaka, that's not a break. Because there's no hasakadas there. Because you're still. You're still concentrating on what you're doing. Let's just stop, stop there for a second. Let's just stop there for a second. That last case, I'm just going to mention it in passing. It's not really so, so much our sugya. It's more sugya in Chulun and Menachas. What's, what's going on in this case of Shechita? Are we talking about that he says, he says, um, he makes the bracha and Ahmed says Shechita and then he speaks. He says, oh, hold the animal well. Are there any more chickens? Or are we talking about a case where he shafted one and he says, no, are there any more chickens to shaft? Because remember, normally, the shaykhit doesn't make a separate brach on every single shechita. They could be doing 45 shechitas uh, an hour. Right? I picked that number because that's what I just, just read yesterday. It was uh, They considered to be a safe number. Once, they, once the... Uh, they heard that there were shechitim who were doing 90 shechitas an hour. They got a, a, a little nervous that there could be something wrong with the shechitim in, in, in a certain case. But uh, so it's a 45 shechitas. Is uh, some people say that's too much as well. But uh, okay, so they don't make a separate brach on every one. One brach and that covers all of them. So are we talking about he speaks between one shechit and the next, or are we talking about like the case here, where you make hamotzi and then you? Speak and then you eat the piece, or you want to eat the piece. Well, well what are we talking about here?
Okay. I mean, the truth is, from, from the question he's asking here, it, does, it sounds a little like a Jeremy Shepherd one. It's not more, I mean, if you just think about, I mean, it's not a raya, but if you think about it, a person's, uh, you know, just made the bracha. Oh, are there any, any more chickens to shecht? I mean, normally shecht that one and then we'll worry about the next one. Sounds like he's already shefted one and said, are there any more? On the other hand, the one where he says, hold it. The truth is, if you take a look at the Roshta, I didn't print it because it's just a couple of color of If you want, you can see it inside yourself. Simachat base. He says black and white. The Rosh says, Simachat base, just read the relevant line there. He says, the chayna shechet behemoth or ophos, the achash shechat echot, after he shechted one, Ome says, Hoviu achirim lishcha, bring others to shecht. The chol dovashuminyan ashkita, anything to do with the shechita, lo choshev hefsek, is not considered a hefsek. So he says, clearly, we're talking about after the first one. I'll come to that in a second. We'll come to Bidikas comments in a second. But, um, but let's, let's just speak about the shechita first. It, now, who are then? It's obvious it's not going to be the same thing if after making the shechita, after making the bracha, you want to shaft something. But what the Rosh is stressing is clearly that it's only because it's me'in yana if it's not me in your Ashkita, even after you've checked with one and you want to check with another and you start speaking about what's for supper that night, it's going to be a new bracha. The Rabbeinu Yonah says the same thing. The Rabbeinu Yonah says, it's also just the... He says, Umizelo manu l'inyan shkita, shimsoch be'inyan ashkita, kagoin, she'acha she'shocha to'efo echod, after you've checked with one bird, you tell them to give you the next one. That's not have to make another bro. I tell you the Rabbini and I find especially surprising because when I was looking this up yesterday, La Halacha, it's two days of Shulchan Aruch and I'm Machloek Sa'alacha. between the Shach and the Tal. But the Rabbini Yona is quoted, I think, by the Ram, but he's quoted elsewhere as saying, He's one of the shifters which says, you don't have to make a new bracha if you speak between one shkita and the next. Even if there's nothing to be in your shkita. And here the Rabbeinu Yenin says, Mufurish not like that. It, well, pretty much Mufurish not like that. So it's a little bit of a surprise. I'll just tell you very brief. As I said, it's not really out so good. I'll just tell you very briefly what exactly is the Mufurish here. Is some say, look, there's a Mufurish Gemara. No one argues with this Gemara. If between, between putting on one tefillah and the other tefillah, whether you're tefillin, you speak, you have to make a new bracha. Now, as I said, what, whether it's a new bracha, whether it's a second bracha, that's the Makhlech to show exactly what you have to do. But it's clear you have to make another bracha. So some say, well, shechita is the same thing. Between doing one shechita and the next, two mitzvahs, like putting on two tefillin, so a new bracha. Others say, no. The tefillin is different. You know why tefillin is different? Because both of those are chayvah. You have an obligation to put on two tefillin. Obviously, if you only have one, then maybe you can only put on one, but, but you have an obligation to put on two tefillin. So then they say, so I think something like, in a bedin, it's not correct to speak in between. After shechting the first animal, there's nothing which is making, giving you an obligation to shecht the next animal. And therefore, you say, they say, you know what it's comparable to? You make a bracha on your grape, go back to our grapes, you eat that grape, do you have to make another, another bracha if you speak and then want to eat another grape? Of course not. Because no one told you to eat the next grape. Now what do they mean by that? Well, what's, what's Chayva got to do with it? It would seem, this, the Svara, it would seem, although I think the Rosh writes the Svara the other way around, seems to be, that in the case of tefillin, even there's a debate, is tefillin two mitzvahs, is it one mitzvah, is it uh, uh, like a, it's a somewhere in between? Whatever you want to say, it makes matters much simpler if you say it's really one big mitzvah, but even when I put on the first tefillin, there's still something which is making me obligated to do the next one, which means I'm not yet completely finished. So therefore, my bracha has not completely been chal. So if you, if you interrupt, it's like interrupting between making the bracha and doing the mitzvah, which no one's going to, no one's going to argue with. If it's not the Torah mitzvah, of course you've got to make another bracha. Masha'ikin in the case of shechita, or let's say eating, once you've done the first one, that's it. There's nothing intrinsically connected between the first shechita and the next shechita. 
or between the first grape and the next grape. It's greater. The brocha's being chal, finished. And you may say, oh, but what's brichas on it? So the truth is, even by shechita, there's a whole thing that it's really a brichas on shvach, which chazal and masakin at the time when you do the shechita. But that's the way some Rishonim look at it. There's, no, there's not the same thing. In the case of tefillin, once you put on one tefillin, you're still, obli- you're still obligated to put on the next one. They ha- still have some connection. When you put on one, it doesn't mean, oh, that's it, I'm finished now, now I've got another mitzvah. You've got an obligation still that's still obligated, and they go together. Ukshartam, uh, what does it say? Uh, I've skipped the faucet. Right. So you've got to have the both. They go, there's an order for them. They're actually a seda the morning, which one? They're not two completely separate mitzvahs. So therefore, the bracha is not 100% finished. Now, again, in the case of shechita, I can say once I've shechted one, just like in the case of eating, the bracha took effect on that, and then you can say what you want, greater, you can say whatever you want. Others say, no, eating is different. Eating is not a mitzvah. I don't need the bracha to be chal on every single grape, every single piece of fruit that I'm eating. So therefore, if you speak in between, once the bracha is chal, that's it. Now, in the case of shechita, like with tefillin, it's a mitzvah, and every single animal you shechted is a separate mitzvah. And Be'etzim, every single animal needs a, needs a separate brothel. No, but you can pattern it with one brothel. But therefore, if you speak in between, you've lost your brothel. That's the, the Machalik of the Shedim. As I said, it's not really out of that's why I'm not, uh, I'm not bringing any sources or anything inside. Just to give us an overview, but clearly, well, I wouldn't say clearly, but uh, they've gone on for this way from Tosis as well, that it seems that Tosis and the Rosh is clear, that Rabbi Yerna is clear here, that it would be counted as a hepsic even between one and the next, like with the with its film. Yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah. Now, but coming back to Padikas comments which you mentioned, Padikas comments you're not supposed to speak either. So th- th- there's your answer. Even after you find the first, it's got nothing to do with finding the first piece that happens. It's once you've uh, once you've started the Padika. This thing of finding the first piece is uh, it's a minute. It's not really the. Huh? You say the bracha and you start doing the badika, you've already, you've already started the mitzvah. You're not supposed to speak at all, but it, and it's not much the same shayla as here. And therefore, but the evidence if a person did speak, we don't make a new bracha. It's a rosh. But the truth is, badika actually is, is not the best example. I'll tell you why. On, on, uh, on Rosh Hashanah, I remember on Rosh Hashanah, my, the person I was sitting next to, he said to me, he said, probably just before Muslim, or after Muslim, he said, why is it everyone makes such a big thing out of not speaking during the tekiyot? He says, why is it anymore? He says, the Rosh writes by, by Bidikas Khamit, if a person speaks, doesn't have to make a new bracha. So I said to him, yeah, well, Anachanami, you're not supposed to speak in Bidika either. It's not, Anachanami, it's no bigger, it's no bigger a deal. Than but the truth is, I looked it up afterwards, and the truth is, Bidika actually has, an, the, the Gedorim are slightly different. And that is because by Bidikas Khamit, there's another reason we don't want you to speak. And that is because we're worried you won't, you won't do the Bidika properly. Once you start speaking, so the Bidikas Chomis has a, a double reason. Right? Besides the fact it's it, to, to do with the mitzvah, the Bidikas Chomis taka, taka has this extra reason. He says, she should put his heart to the Bidika. That's the, uh, the, the thing there. So just... Oh yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Speak about the, about the Bidika. That's fine. That's the same with everything. Okay, so that, 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 that comes to the longest of why you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, well, it depends on how you learn exactly what that means, why we make our beer. Yeah, as I said, it, it, it may well depend, depending on exactly how you learn it. Okay, it's not us, that's for Psalkin, that's for Hashem. But um, the, oh, in fact, finish it off Tosis now. Finish it off Tosis. Um, in fact, I tell you what, before, before we see, see the second part of Tosis, let's just go a little further in the Gemara and then we'll come back to the second part of Tosis. Omar Rova, Bashmuel Mashum Rabbi Chia. Said Rova Bashmuel in the name of Rabbi Chia. Einab Itzaya Rashoi Litzaya, the person making the bracha, the one who's breaking the bread, he's not allowed to do so. 
Until they bring salt or this relish, whatever you're bringing to, to flavor up the bread before every single person. Because remember, you're going to give out the hamotzi, and everyone's got to be able to eat it straight away. And this is, it's called, it's a din in Kovid to eat it if you don't eat it like that. Therefore, don't make the hamotzi, even if it means waiting a, few, uh, a minute till, till the salt's brought to the table. Don't make hamotzi until it's in front of everyone. Rovaba Shmuel, he once went to the house of the Rish Golosa. Afikule Rifta, and they brought out bread for and straight away, without waiting, he made hamotzi and took a bite. Omrulis, they said to him, Hodama have you retracted from, has Ma's sir retracted from his, from his, uh, what he said before, from his teaching? You were the one who said, you're not supposed to be Botea until they bring the salt. So Omalus, he said to them, Less than Tzorich Boshesh. This does not need Boshesh. Now, Rashi learns Boshesh. Boshesh is like with the, after the Egel. It says that the people saw, Ki Boshesh Moshe Loredes. The Moshe was delaying in coming down. He said, this does not need, we don't need to wait for it. Other Rishonim learn, the Rosh, the Rabin Yonah, bring another Pshat. I think it's the Orof maybe, but it says this as well. The Boshesh means, it's an expression of like a flavor, lift on. But either way, the idea is the same. He was saying this bread is top quality bread. It doesn't need any any extra any extra extra flavoring. Exactly. Says the um, Rashi uh, Tosfos. Now if we go back to the second part of Tosfos. Now the onu ein onu regilim. We do not. We're in the middle of that Tosfos. The onu ein onu regilim lo al shulchan. We don't normally bring on the table lo melach velo lifton, not salt. Not uh, this relish, whatever it is. Mishum de pasture lonu choshu, because our bread is choshu. Varihuki hot ama besomuk, it's exactly like the case we have nearby where it says, less than torich boishesh. Mihu, Rabbi Menachim oyim edaktek ma'od, he was very, very particular, lomi melach ala shulchan to bring salt on the table. Kedeisa of a medrash, as we find in the medrash, it says, Keshe Yisrael Yoshmen ala shulchan, when Yisrael are sitting by the table. And they're waiting for each other to wash their hands. They've got no mitzvahs. So the Sotan, he lays accusations against them. Comes along the Bris Melach, this covenant of salt, and that protects them. So therefore, you should be particular to have salt on the table. What exactly does this mean? What, what, how exactly it protects? Sure, I mean, I could suggest, you could probably suggest that uh, we'll just leave, we'll leave the Medrash as it, as it says it. But this brings us to nowadays. Nowadays, as we said, there's no need to have salt on the table, no need to have the relish on the table. Baruch Hashem, our bread is very tasty, especially since it's got salt in it anyway. So, there's no need. However, like Rabbi Menachem says, there is an Indian tablet on there. Not only that, we all know we have the minag to dip the bread in the salt. Then how many people realize that the minag is actually to dip it three times in the salt? Does anyone know why three times though? Huh? Mm, could be, yeah. The, it's actually nothing to do with halacha, it's alpi kabbalah. Uh, it's actually to do with kabbalah. Not that I know what. what I once heard, uh, I was just checking out this morning, tried to find a bit more information, didn't really find any more information. The Arizal says, it's not my, my gematria this, he says, Melach is gematria is 3 times 26, which is the shame Horachamim. And what we're doing is asking for Rachamim three times. That's what we're doing. Dipping it into the Melach is as if to say to Hashem, we've got the Sultan trying to, I suppose it comes from this, the Sultan's trying to lay his accusations. And as the, I, I once heard, I heard it on a, on a thing from somebody called Rawi Fina, I don't remember his first name. He's, it's from the Siddha of Dariza. And he says, because Lechem is an expression of Melchomo, the same letters as Melach, same letters obviously, comes from the words Cholam. Cholam means to heal. You probably, I think you've got another, if you rearrange it differently as well, you may find other ones. But Mochal means to be Mochal as well. All the same idea. He says, that's the idea of having the salt there. Chomal, very good. It's quite a few different uh, things. It's not just a, 
not just a coincidence. And I said, people, even the cynics about Gematria should know this, this one comes, comes from the Arizal. It's not a... For, for another time, there's a thing for the cynics about Gematria. But that, that's not for now. That, um, I'll, I'll, I'll just put in one thing, just one word. Because you, you may, is that you should know some Gematria is, is, is Halofalamesh and Sina. It comes from Sina. And the, the Ramban writes, he says, Gematria can be used. His Loshan is... Um, it's not the Sayeya, but that's sort of Loshan. The Sayeya below Lissa. As a support, there's nothing wrong with the Gematria. You can't bring Raya's from a Gematria. But if you've got an idea and you want to support it with the Gematria, that's 100% fine. And so for another time, there's more on the subject. But says the Arizal, that's the idea. And if anyone's very cynical about the Gematria, then, they, 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 then Tucker, they, they wouldn't need to bring the salt to the table. But then I'll, I'll leave it to them to worry about the softening. But uh, the... Now, I say that because I've, I've had a lot of uh, things with people who think, think Gematria are just, uh, just a child's play. Yeah, no, there's, there's definitely, that, that's 100%. That, that's why the Melach comes as well. That's also the Melach on the Korban as well. It's very possibly to do with that as well. As I said, I don't, any, any Asik Ministorius, I don't know. But that's what Arizal says. And that's why the Minag is to dip it three times. But Dafka is we're asking for, for, uh, for Rachamim three times over. That's, that's, that's how they put it. So that's the idea in bringing, bringing the salt to the table. As for this idea about not making a hefsuk between the, uh, between the Bracha and the Achila, so what happens if a person um, what happens if a person did speak in between? So as we said, if it's Lutzerech, you don't have to make a new bracha. What is considered, at which point am I allowed to speak? What if I put the food in my mouth, I've started chewing? Is that enough? So some say yes and some say not. Now the, the, what this really comes boils down to is the Gemara we had earlier on Daphne Dalit. Where the Gemara, remember the Gemara there? The Gemara discussed that when a person tastes if you want to taste food on a fast day, or if you want to taste food, you have to make a bracha on it. And we said, no, you don't. On tasting, you don't make a bracha. So someone to say, you see from there, the Morgan Avram brings, you see from there, that on tasting food, that's not considered yet eating. Because otherwise you should need the bracha. So you see, the bracha is not yet kal until you swallow it. Others want to say, no, it's different over there. The big day, Yasha says, no, it's different over there. You know why? Because over there, you're only tasting to taste. Not to eat. But if you're tasting in order to eat, that may well be a problem. You may well have to make a brach on that. And there were other shits in the Roshanian, but just keep it to, the, to those, to those two, two Nukudas. And therefore he says, no, if you're tasting in order to eventually eat, that's already the start of the Maisa that's good enough. The Chayi Oda makes a, makes a compromise, and this the Mishra Pura says is the compromise he would take on. And that is, he says, once you've swallowed your saliva, in other words, you've swallowed some of the taste, that's enough. The bottom line, therefore, is like this. Lechatkhila, a person should not speak till after you've swallowed. And even better, the, the Machsar Shekel says you shouldn't swallow till after you've eaten a kazayas. Because the, the, the Hamotzi should be a kazayas. What did I say, swallow? Oh, that, that, that's, that's on Pesach. But, uh, but, uh, but uh, with the talking, yes, you shouldn't, you shouldn't talk. I did it after, but even he agrees that once you've swallowed something, there's no problem. If you do talk beforehand, I can't really say make sure it's after you've swallowed some of the taste, but that's really the bottom line. Is if you've already swallowed some of the taste, you don't have to make a new bracha. If you haven't swallowed any of the taste, even you've got a bit of a, a, bit of a problem. Talk a bit of a problem. I don't know if you say something bracha. Talk what you do. It's a little bit. It's, it's more than a little bit of a problem. So the, the bottom line is try not to speak unless it's to do, to do with the with the with uh, with the su'udah. And as we said, to do with the su'udah, the way we pass it is like all of these. It's love dafka to do with the actual amoti. Anything to do with the su'udah. Where's the salad? That's also to do with the su'udah. Anything which to do with the su'udah does not require another bracha. But the Ramah says he brings the kolba which says You shouldn't speak even the tzerich su'udah. That means even interestingly enough. Even if you've got your pet dog there who needs to still be fed, you shouldn't, you shouldn't speak till after you've swallowed something. And the Bi'alokha points out from that, seemingly from this kolba, you see that it's not an, it's not an Issa Deiraisa, it's not a Mitzvah Deiraisa to feed your animal first. There are those who learn it's a Mitzvah Deiraisa, it's not just an Asmachta. Because according to them, you have to feed the animal first. So seemingly the kolba learns 
that it's not a, it's not an isodai and therefore you can feed the you can uh, first water something and then feed to the animal. So to, with the salt, the same idea. That's the basically um, that's the, the the bottom line here. It says for of a salata. Well, if, if if you do that, if you if you do that, you could say it's also if, until you've had severe for of a salata. No, no, I realize, I realize that, but I'm saying the the. Not sure. You'd have, you'd have to look, look, look at the halachas there. Does, doesn't mention that here. Just seeing if he's. No. Done it. Okay. Continues on the Gemara. Another teaching of Rav Bashmuel Mishum Rabbi Chiyah. Ein mei raglayim kolim elobi yeshiva. That a person will not be able to empty out um, his bladder elobi yeshiva unless he sits down. The, the nafkid Rashi explains the reason is because he's worried that the last drops will drop onto his shoes, which is actually a, a major halachic problem because of Moetzilaz, uh, and therefore he's going to be scared, he'll be scared, and therefore he won't be able to completely empty his body, unless he sits down. Omar Avkahana says, Rav Kahana, afiru ba'amido. If he's doing it, if he's, uh, he's passing water into earth, which is, which is, um, the ground is broken up, there, since it's actually soaking into the ground, it's going straight into the ground, even while standing, there won't be a problem. If there is no such ground, Yamid b'makom gavayah should stand in a raised, raised plane, uh, a raised uh, platform or raised place. V'yashtein nimkoy madrin, and he should urinate into a, a place which is on a, on a slope, so that he'll never have this problem of it bouncing back onto his shoes, and therefore he won't be nervous and he won't run into this problem. That's what the Gemara seemingly is just giving us a bit of advice. It does lead on to various halachic ramifications elsewhere, but it's not not al sugim seches nida. It leads on to certain. Uh, Nothing to do with Nidl, but uh, these on t- the Gemara speaks about other things based on that. Another teaching he gives us. After anything you eat, I don't know what the, the, the dietitians would tell you nowadays, but you should eat salt. Take a little bit of salt and eat the salt. After anything you drink, drink water, and you won't be damaged. I said, seemingly this is a contradiction to what the, the dietitians say nowadays about not drinking, mixing your eating and drinking. You shouldn't, you shouldn't drink till well after the surah. I suppose if you make it well after the surah. The Gemara is clearly saying here, we'll see it even clearer in a second, to drink after the, after the, um, after the surah. You're right, I, I'm, I'm jumping, jumping the gun. Wait, 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 wait for the next one. Okay, you're right. After, after drinking, correct. Yep, correct, correct, correct. But the, the, this idea is, just for, as an aside, anyone who does follow this, this teaching, is Badafka, he should not, if he's taking the salt, it should only be with the, um, the Kamitsa or the Amma, this, these two fingers, fourth, third or fourth finger. The others, the, it's brought, brought some Shulchan Aruch, not, not to do it with the other fingers. Um, but, Lahalocha, Lahalocha, when I say Lahalocha, where there's no need for us generally to do this, whether it's the water, whether it's the salt. And the reason is, the Gaon brings this, is because in our food we have salt. Even the smallest amount, that's all it needs. It's not bedafka after you eat. It's to have some salt, a little bit of salt, even though we know salt is not particularly healthy. But uh, a tiny bit of salt, says the Gemara, it's good, for the, it's, it's good for the person. And a bit of water, but our food as well has water. The drinks have water in it, and therefore it's not a problem. Tani nami hochi, so it's been taught in a brisa. Acha kolach after anything you, you eat, eat salt. After anything you drink, drink water, and you won't be damaged. Tanya Idoch, we've learned in another brisa, if a person eats any food, 
and he doesn't eat any any salt. or he drinks any liquid. and he doesn't drink any uh, water. The yom if it's during the day he should be worried, concerned. That he's going to suffer from literally a, 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 a bad bad breath. But it's actually, it seems it's actually some sort of illness. The Gemara brings it in various places. At night, no joke at all, he should be worried about Askara. I don't know, anyone remembers what Askara is? Inner, inner strangulation. We had it on, uh, we had it earlier when the Gemara discussed, when the Gemara discussed the six, the, um, when it talked about, on, I think it was on Dafches, when it talked about the various things, Lamovis Totsois, it says, Totsois, Bugamachi is 900 and, uh, oh, that's the Gemara making a Gemachi here. Lamovis Totsois, Totsois is the number of forms of death there. Yeah, yeah that, that, that wasn't the Gemara there, correct. And uh, the Gemara says the worst form of death is Askara. Somebody eats before Avdolas, another, the Gemara says as well, is also running the risk of Askara. It's the worst form of death. It's in a strangulation. The Gemara d- describes it for us there. But, um, so therefore, apparently, a person has to be, it, it can actually uh, lead to Askara, it's saying. Tanarabon has been taught in a Brisa. Somebody who um, literally causes his food, his eating, to float in water. He won't come to any uh, digestive problems. The Kamor, how much, how much water are we talking about? How much uh, water do you need? So Omar Avchista says, Avchista, kita in lapas. A jug of water for some bread. So in other words, he describes it that you should have your, so to speak, your bread, figuratively or literally floating inside your stomach. That's the way it should be. The Gaon says they, they seemingly knew what exactly this keto in the past, what exactly she is. We don't know exactly what this amount is. But there you go, it's after the bread. Or together with the bread, at least. There's not the drinking anymore, this is the eating. Presumably, it means drinking the, the water together, together with the bread, or afterwards... Rashi, Rashi says, After you eat, you should drink lots of water. So, um, look, I mean, the, the, the point is that like this. Generally, you should know with all these sort of Gemaras, why, why are we learning all these sort of health? You know, you think, leave, leave this to the, to the dietitians, leave this to the nutritionists. Why, why are we discussing this? I actually saw a very interesting Arbena yesterday, Prince Nain Yaakov. He says, the word Rafur, comes to the word to be, to, to be uh, well, obviously, merape, but roh, rifyon, means to loosen up. Another word for healing is aruko, arucho, means to heal, which means to lengthen them. He says the idea of healing is no one, healing is not going to make a person live forever. It will lengthen a person's life, and that's why we have to look after ourselves. It's because we have to do everything within our hishtadus, at least, to lengthen our lives to be able to serve Hashem more. He says that's why the Gemara brings all of this. Is, is a chiyam on every person. If a person doesn't look after themselves, I suppose they have to get din v'cheshben afterwards. Why wasn't their life longer? They, they could have done more mitzvahs. They could have served Hashem better. And that's why this is all brought in Shulchan Aruch. Not, I mean, not less, I mean, some of this is brought, but the, the ideas are brought is about looking after a person for the sake of Avedas Hashem. But uh, on the other hand, on the other hand, with regards to all these sort of things which go into Rafuris and all these, we've got Two and a half blatter in Gittim, we've got another blatter or so, blatter and a half in, in, in Abed Zorah. All these things are refuers. The Rishonim already say it doesn't apply nowadays. They say because, because, of, because Shini, Shini Ateba, the, 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 uh, the body's makeup has changed, and therefore we have to follow what we're told by our doctors. Not because Chazal were wrong, this was written for, for their times, except for one or two refuers. They said it's Many say it's actually also to practice them for different reasons, suggested why, but it's also to pra- practice the refuah found in the Gemara. The, the one very interesting, uh, so to speak, exception is the Rambam. The Rambam wrote his uh, various works some thousand years ago or so. And yet you'll still find the Kitzvah Shulchan Aruch brings them all down. A lot of them, are, he's got a whole simon on looking after a person, about how to eat, 
And you'll find there are books written nowadays in the 21st century which still follow the teachings of the Rambam. They say the Rambam's writings were written with an amazing Seattle Shmaya that the doctors have gone full circle and come back on many issues to come back to what the Rambam wrote and said he's taco correct, even nowadays. But even having said that, again, the general rule is that there is such a thing as Shinya Teva, and therefore, I'm not saying on these things, but with regard to Rafuas, there is such a, such, a, um, such, such a concept. Carries on the Gemara. Omar Av Mori, Omar Av Harogil Ba'adoshim, somebody who is used to, he incorporates in his diet lentils, Achas Lishloshim Yoim, if he has them once every 30 days, Menea Askara Mitoich Beisai. He'll withhold Askarol, which is this inner strangulation from literally from within his house. Rashi says because it loosens up the bowels, and therefore, I mean, Rashi doesn't spell it out, but the Ramam spells it out in, in at least one place. But uh, I, think he actually, I think he actually gives, or no, perhaps that, that, that's on something else, but he says the majority of, of illness and causes of death are actually to, to do with the, with the digestive system. To do with the digestive system. So he talks about, that's why he writes so much about looking after a person, having the, looking after himself, missile the digestive system, keeping the bowels at the right, the right, uh, sort of the right balance. That's why the Gemara goes on about this as well. It's because he says that is the key to, to uh, having missile to having good health. But says the Gemara, to have the lentils every day is not a good idea. My timer, why? Because it leads to this, as we said, bad, bad breath. Somebody who has uh, mustard, he keeps it uh, on a regular basis once every 30 days. He withholds um, various illnesses from his, uh, literally from his house. But once again, I will call you my Lord, but not to have it every day. My time, what's the reason? Because it causes weakness of the heart. Somebody who has a lot of uh, small fish, won't come to, uh, to uh, intestinal problems, to digest- digestive problems. Not only that, there is a dog small fish, literally it causes to multiply and to be fruitful and to be healthy, the whole body of the person. Bikitsa, small fish, is a very, we know they are the synonymous with, with, uh, with the idea of Piri of Arabia, the Yitzgul Arav, but they are basically a very, very healthy food. Again, once again, the Ramam writes, and this, this is recognized nowadays in terms of protein, the Ramam writes is the, health, the healthiest, well, basically the Ramam writes the fish is more healthy than meat, or than, than, than poultry, and poultry is more healthy than meat. And this, I think, is... Again, within, within uh, the balance has to be right, but he says that's the, the most healthy. But he says, dafka small fish, not the large, salty, old fish, he says, which is about as bad as you can get. So, the Gemara tells us, small fish is particularly good for a person. Somebody who incorporates in his diet this katsoch, which is the, we have an English chat, is the woad or, what do they call it? Fennel. Fennel. Right, which I think is some ye- yellow stuff, if I'm not mistaken. No, I, th- I think you can buy it. No, normally, normally you're our source of information on this. I don't know if I'm com- com- uh, mixing this up with something else. I just remember once going into Tesco and seeing this. My wife said, that's the, you know, this yellow stuff. It was, it was some, some spice. Maybe it wasn't fennel, though. But uh, I thought, oh, you see this all over the place. And I never knew what it was. But uh, it could be it is. I, m- I may be wrong. But this, okay, Harag of the Ketzach. The katsoch, somebody who incorporates his fennel into his diet, ain't no body day won't come to a heartache. Meisve, so we say we got a brighter which seemingly says the exact opposite. Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, he says, katsoch echol mishishim samoni amoves, who sounds uh, not like such a good food to have. It's one sixtieth of poison, basically. It can cause death. Vayoshin the Mizrach garnoi. Somebody who sleeps on the eastern side of the threshing floor where they thresh up this stuff, Zom over Rosha, literally his blood is on his head. His, when he dies, he'll be, he'll be held responsible for his own death. And Rashi explains the reason is because the western wind, now the wind which comes from the west, is a very moist wind. And therefore it's going to pick up, we'll see it's actually the smell, it's got a very potent smell, 
And that brings the smell to the person who's on the eastern side. So seemingly, it's not a very good thing to be eating. Answers the Gemara, no kasha, it's not a kasha. One's talking about the smell, one's talking about the taste. The taste is very, very good for a person. The smell is terrible for a person. So if you can get the taste without having the smell, then you're doing, then it's, it's, uh, it's very good for the person. And that's exactly what image Rabbi Yirmiyah of Rifta, the mother of Rabbi Yirmiyah, she used to bake the bread, um, and she would stick this fennel to it, so she'd take in the taste, and then um, and then she'd peel away, presumably the top layer of the bread, so the smell shouldn't be there. She'd just have the taste, apparently I would just keep the taste, and not the smell. So that her son should have this healthy food, but not be affected by the smell. Just in Yon Diyom, I saw yesterday in the, on the, in the, uh, I said, Yonah Diyem, we just passed it. In Parshish Matzaira, there's a, it could be Teras Kernim, one of the Medrashim there, which says <laughs> that a person should not walk to the east of a Matzaira within four hours. Dafka to the east. So the Chedusha Agonim, uh, it's, it's actually it's from the Avas Esad, says, why? He says, the answer is based on this Gemara. Because, again, I don't think it means in the physical sense there, but the western wind picks up anything in its path, the smell, this reach of the Mitzorah as well, and therefore the person who's walking to the east within the Daladamas will be affected, presumably spiritually, by, the, by this reach. We see from the Gemara, it's obviously it's the more, uh, the more sublime side of it, which is the, the damaging side of the Katzah. It's not the taste. The taste is a little, more, uh, is a little bit more tangible. As you go up the... The senses of the body is pointed out. As you go up the senses, it gets more sublime, more spiritual. You've got taste, then smell, then sight, and then obviously the brain. That's what we're actually doing in Abdullah. The Banish Chai brings this. We're doing that in Abdullah. That's why we make a broth on the wine. That's the taste. Then the Bissomim. That's the smell. Then on the Nair. That's the sight. And then the Abdullah. Then you That's the brain. That's the highest form. But. Um, so it seems, says the Avas Eson, that's to see, he brings a, 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 yet a third example, I can't remember what it was, but he brings the same idea, again, it's to the east of it, and every time it's to the east. The reason is, he says, because of this Gemara. It's the western wind rushes, it's a moist wind, and therefore it picks up the smell, and it will, it will uh, affect the person um, to his own detriment. Finally, the last part of the mission we had earlier, the first mission in the Perek said, Rabbi Yehuda says that on your Eurokos, on your green vegetables, you don't make Bori Priyadama, you have to be more specific. You say Bori Mineh Deshoyim. Omer Rabbi Zeyro says, Rabbi Zeyro, Vitemi Rabbi Chinen of our Papa, Rabbi Chanin of our Papa, some say it's Rabbi Chanin of our Papa, Eina Lochel Krabi Yehuda, that Lochel is not like Rabbi Yehuda. We don't do that. But Omer Rabbi Zeyro says, Rabbi Zeyro, Vitemi Rabbi Chinen of our Papa, and some say it's Rabbi Chinen of Rabbi Chanin of our Papa. My time with Rabbi Yehuda, what's the reason of Rabbi Yehuda? Why does Rabbi Yehuda say that you have to say Bori Mineh Deshoyim? And then on the tavua, on, on uh, produce, you have to say Beri Mene Zorayim. Why? Why can't you just say Beri Priyadom on the whole lot? So he says the reason is because Omar Karol, because the Pasuk says, Boruch Hashem Yom Yom. Bless Hashem day by day. Do we only bless Hashem at daytime and not at night? From a Drush side of it, you could say, does that mean you only got to bless Hashem when, when the going is good, when it's day, everything is bright and happy? And not at night. We've got the mission later on. We've already learned, we, we've already learned Meshat Kine said to such a person. El Aloma rather to tell you. Kol yom vayom ten lo me'in That every day you've got to give our Kodesh Baruch me'in berchaisov. On Shabbos you've got to mention Shabbos. On Yom Tov you've got to mention Yom Tov. On weekday you obviously don't mention Shabbos. And so to and so so on and so forth with every single uh, situation a person has to give me'in berchaisov. And this again, in the drush sense of, sense of the word, same idea. We already said earlier, with, with regard to somebody who makes his tefillah, tefillah se kava'in, tefillah se tachanunim, we mentioned the idea that somebody with tefillah is exactly the same every day. He's not capable of being mechadish something in his tefillah, that's a sign his tefillah is ain't tefillah se tachanunim. You can't go throughout life and have a tefillah which is exactly the same every single day. With each day's experiences or the previous day's experiences, tefillah has to change. Your relationship with Hashem has to change. Says the Gemara Hachanami, says Rabbi Yudha, so too over here. Kol min vomin ten lo me'en 
He says that every single different type of species, every type of yerek, every type of vegetable, everything has to have its separate bracha. Now, obviously, within reason, we're not saying borachat Hashem ala carrot, borachat Hashem ala potato, but the urokos and the and the zeroim, we can split split up into the deshoim and the zeroim. Therefore, you've got to split it up and recognize the different things, all the the the, the variety that our Baruch Hu has given us. Yet a further teaching of his. Come and see that the way of our Kodesh Baruch Hu, the middle of our Kodesh Baruch Hu, is not like that of flesh and blood. Midas Baruch when it comes to flesh and blood, mole. If you've got an empty receptacle, it can hold machzik, it can hold things. Mole eno machzik. Whereas a full one, you can't put anything into it. Aval Kodesh Baruch Hu eno kem. But Kodesh Baruch is not like that. Mole machzik, if you've got a full receptacle, that gets much more. Reikon in a machzik, if it's empty, it gets nothing. Shenem, as it says, Vayemen, he said, Im shomaya tishma, if, we dash, what does it mean, what's the double oshon? Im shomaya tishma. If you've learned, then tishma, you'll learn more. Vim lav, and if not, if you haven't learned anything, lo tishma, you won't be able to learn. Zobarach, another explanation, Im shomaya biyoshon, if you go over what you've learned, if you do chazor of what you learned, tishma bechadosh. You'll be able to you'll be able to learn more. Whereas if you turn your, your heart away, I suppose this is the other extreme. But if, if you don't do chazorah what you've already learned, shuvle tishma, you'll find that what you try and learn afterwards will be will just be a disaster anyway. Right? As they say, they say that um, I think they say the Gaon says, but it may, may even go back further than that. On the on the I had it from the the Gaon originally. Says that Leif Kasil, what do we say? Leif Chacham Limina, Leif Kasil Ismoda. What does that mean? Leif Chacham Limina means he looks to the right. How much have I accomplished? You can say he does Chazor of what he's learned. Leif Kasil Ismoda means he looks to the left. How much do we still have to do to finish this Masechta? He says the person, Leif Kasil, will end up a Kasil. If you're always looking ahead, you've got to keep moving, keep moving, we've got to keep learning more, you end up with nothing, you'll end up a Kasil a fool. Leif Chacham, the Chacham realizes to do the Chazara, to look at what you've accomplished and take, take, uh, take Hanal from that. But as the God, I think, told Reb Chaim, he says you have to have both. There's no such thing as doing enough Chazara, but on the contrary, but on the other hand, you still have to keep moving. If you just do Chazara, you'll also end up with nothing. You have to have the, the, the right balance. And basically what the Gemara is telling us here is the message is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not like when you create a robot, you create a computer, once the memory is full, that's it. You have to delete things if you want to put more things in. With, with our Kodesh Baruch it's not like that. Torah is not like that. On the contrary, the God, I think he writes in Evan Shlemo, that the Brocha El is Shaira only on something which is, the, which is absolutely duck. What does he mean by that? What it means is the Brocha El is Shaira on something we know the carbon Tomid. It's got to be complete. When something is empty, there's a lack, there's, there's a break there. It's not Tomid, it's not complete. Torah is the absolute, the Maharal always writes about this. Torah is the absolute... Uh, the icon of Shalemus. We, we mentioned this with regard to Yisurim. That's what's mashlim a person. Therefore, Torah cannot take effect, cannot take residence on something which is not Shalim. The more Shalim the person is, the more full he is himself, the more Torah he can, he can, uh, he can take. Rabbi Hanani, Ben Akash, Omer, Otsar, Kodesh Baruch, Hu, Zakin, Sisi,